This podcast is for adults only. Content covers BDSM, kink, fetish, and adult sexuality. This type of content may be triggering for some, and we urge you to put your mental health first when considering if it's suitable for you. All activities discussed on this podcast are between enthusiastically consenting adults. BDSM and kink activities carry safety risks and we do not endorse activities mentioned on this podcast as right for your personal circumstances. We recommend self-education and engagement with community as appropriate ways to begin your real-world kink journey after you finish listening to this podcast. This is your extreme cheesiness warning. We are very cheesy people, and if you're not comfortable with that, this podcast is not for you. Hey Oz, how did the cheese runner lose the race? I don't know, Prez. How did the cheese runner lose the race? They tripped on the final curdle. Welcome to Help, I Think I'm Kinky. I'm Oz. And I'm Prez. We're Australian lifestyle kinksters and along with our kinky friends, we're here to help you get started on your kink journey. In this first season of Help, I Think I'm Kinky, our goal is to promote kink-aware inspiration, education and a sense of community. We share a variety of perspectives and voices and some of the conversations that happen behind closed doors. Throughout this season... We've been joined by our wonderful kinky travel companions who have shared generously and openly about their kink journeys. We recorded their interviews last year and as we said early on in this season, this was a moment in time in each of their evolutions. Coming up on today's episode, it's our season finale and the much anticipated reunion of our kinky friends. We'll be chatting about what's changed in their lives since we recorded where they're excited to be heading in their future kink exploration and being crazy kinksters, anything else that pops up along the way. All aboard! It's time to welcome back some familiar voices. So we've got a few friends that have rejoined us in the room, so we'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, um, I am pretty pleased. I am now 23. Uh, my pronouns, finally, I get to announce them, are she, her. And my occupation is still a student with way too many part-time jobs, but one less than last time. So <laughs> I'm trying. Art. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I am Rose. I'm now 33. She, her, and I am a nurse. Okay, so I'm Mon. I'm 32 as of today, actually. <laughs> Hey, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Pronouns I've become ambivalent on, so eh. And mm. job, I'm still not telling. Hello, I am Kitty. I am 30 years old and my pronouns are she, her, and I am an S. Hi, I'm Sen. I am Susan Death XO on FetLife. My pronouns are she and her and I work in the allied health sector. Nancy Lixit, 38 years old. She, her creator of Smut, and I'm now adding Dominic Kink Healer. Oh, interesting. Welcome, everybody. It's so fantastic to have you with us today, um, especially coming back. You're brave enough to come back and join us together, uh, which is fantastic. 
So we're wondering, and what is it like hearing yourself on a podcast? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> My voice Terrifying. sounds like this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least like if you mask, you hear yourself as deeper than you actually are. So it's a bit like, wait, my voice is that high? Huh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I just feel like I'm like the most high-pitched person on the planet. And so I'm like, I've recommended the podcast to a few of my friends. I was like, and if you can't recognize my own voice, which, ouch. But um, yeah, it's just a really high-pitched one. That's me. <laughs> I, it just actually reminds me of when I was young. I used to like make my own little radio stations with a cassette player. So I am kind of used to hearing my voice and I guess I do audios and stuff. So it just, I think I, I sound deeper listening back to myself than I do in reality, I think, which is interesting. I like it. <laughs> I think I just felt very surprised at how I sounded. Um, like I use a lot of voice messages and stuff when I'm talking to people. So I'll listen to them and hear what I've got to say, but that's, I have the chance to just be like, oh, I've made a mistake. Let's send it again sort of thing. Whereas this was like, no, 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 we've done it. We've completed this and now that's there forever. So <laughs> it's quite intimidating, actually. <laughs> Are you intimidated by yourself? Um, Just by, I guess, knowing that's what people think I sound like now or know I sound like because it is what I sound like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I like... Yeah, I do a lot of like recording singing, so I hear my voice regularly. So it wasn't a surprise for me. But just thinking about like other people are listening to this, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> spilling all my dark secrets. Um, yeah, so that was a bit interesting. And like, I went to a kink event recently and was talking to people who had been listening to the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, you listen to me? <laughs> okay, cool." <laughs> Yeah. It was really surreal on Pet Life when people comment and say, Oh, I listened to you. And I was like, People are listening? <laughs> I thought it was just us who were listening. It's not just us, not just us. <laughs> what about Which is great. <laughs> what about for you, Rose? Was it was that a bizarre experience for you? Yeah, it's just kind of a bit strange having, I guess, conversations that I normally have with friends out in in a podcast form. It just feels a bit strange. It's yeah. normally I'm kind of, I don't know. A bit quieter, I think, when I'm out and about, and I don't. I kind of more have those conversations with my core group. Uh-huh. Now it's out in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It feels it feels different. So, so Kitty and Sen were just saying that they had uh, feedback from people saying that they've been listening. Is there anything that anyone's relayed back to you? One of the main points that was said to me was that they loved listening to it because um, it was so relatable. Mm. And it was just like, oh, cool, other people experience these things or have experienced these things as well. And it's just like, cool, I've got people that, yeah, have been through the similar things and, like, understand, uh, like, where I'm coming from in my kink life. And, yeah, that was cool. If I had to ask you just for one memorable thing that pops out from what you've listened to, do you remember a specific quote or something that somebody has said? There was definitely something that Marn said at some point, but I can't remember what it was. And I, was like, yeah. I can't remember what it was. I, I, have, I have little quotes stuck in my head for most of you. Like for Marn, it's, do you want to do the thing? <laughs> a good way to proposition something. Yep. I mean, yeah. It, it I, regularly, I regularly think about saying, 
Talk about stressful. Yeah. <laughs> always in my head. So stressful. Always. Yeah. Talk about stressful. Last, last butt plug in the world. <clears throat> I just can hear Nancy just saying creator of smart. Oh, yes. Yeah. That melts me every yes, time I hear sexy. it. <laughs> Into my brain. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> to my brain we, we lip sync that every time we hear it <laughs> adorable yeah. for for rose it's always red flag red yeah. flag red yeah flag. We, we think of starting a drinking game called red flag green flag <laughs> every time we hear the word red flag and i always remember and probably because i remember the look on your face pretty please when you said i want to be the sexiest person in the room Yes, yeah. that's one that I remember too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the I think I the try. kinky buffet was was my smorgasbord yes. was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. That well, was... I can't take the buffet quote. That's not mine. But we're claiming it Look, as yours now. Who knows where they they got it from? Devil, mine. Devil Mummy Domland. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that that was memorable mm. for, for many people. Yeah, let's listening. go back there. I'm going back there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you learn anything? This is this is something that I'm curious about. Did you learn anything listening back? I think that it was just really nice as Kitty was saying that like when people were commenting saying that they had felt similar things or uh, mm. experienced similar things, hearing us all talk about uh, experience, experiences that we'd had and they were also very similar and we shared thoughts on things and it was just really nice to and reassuring that other people have those experiences mm. too and it's not just all in my own head yeah <laughs> i'm not weird yes i'm not well, weird like, we're all weird i'm not that weird you know <laughs> we're all weird come on i'm just like kind of weird. Weird. I'm, I'm weird but i'm not mm-hmm. that weird yeah <laughs> I've, I've forgotten the name of the guest who was talking about the law and king. Yeah, Nadia. Nadia yeah. Oh, Nadia. yeah. Mind-blowing, yeah, that one. Listening yeah. to Nadia was, yeah, mind-blowing. Mm. Yeah. Can you remember you. what in particular stood out to you, Rose? No, because I'm shocking at recalling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was um, listening to it with my partner in the car at the time, and I can't tell you the number of times we just looked over each other with, like, some like cringe face of like oh this is so much more illegal than we thought <laughs> yes. And all that sort of yes. stuff. i actually had the opposite reaction of this is less legal than i thought oh really <laughs> yeah the start of it is yes. like a lot of stuff is not as illegal as you'd think it is and i'm like oh huh but the definition of grievous bodily harm was interesting yes. as well. Mm, so yes. Such mild marking. Like mm. I would that you can't that. consent to it in a legal yeah. in a legal stance. You can't consent to it. I was like, huh? Yeah. Was it twenty four hours, right? Mark's after twenty four hours. That yeah. was like I was like, yeah. oh. Okay. How many times have <laughs> yeah. we been there? Yeah. 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 I feel like that's a really important thing for people to hear, especially people that are doing the impact as well. Like yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just don't realize they realize how much trust is involved when you're putting mm. yeah. on someone's body. Yeah. And for me, it was the story that, that related to that. And it was the, how it had been reported from, you know, somebody else, somebody outside of the whole situation and not just. And even do- doctors have to report, report as well. Like I remember yeah. going to the doctor with another issue and I had marks all over me and I was really nervous about going to the doctor because of the marks, but I had to go. Um, and I was like, please know that they are consensual. Mm-hmm. This is what I practice. And I was so nervous. And she's like, it's okay. Yeah. 
I've had many instances of that as well. And it's always quite uncomfortable because you want to make sure that they understand that it's consensual. Mm. But then it's also like, are they going to believe me? Because I'm sure that there are a lot of people who come in and they say, oh, no, it's okay. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not I, great. I yeah. think we'll definitely have to get Nadia to come back. Was just, for me, like, I hadn't really considered how legal or not things are. And so it was just interesting to hear that perspective. It's like, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, okay. What I am doing could be bad. <laughs> All right, pretty please. What has changed for you? <laughs> um, Apart from being... A year older and one job less. Um, uh, biggest change is that I have a dumb and we have been together for nearly a year now. And yeah, life's pretty exciting in that respect. Uh, I guess I've been topping a lot more in the past year publicly. That's been a big growth area that I was only really just sort of starting at the time of my original interview. So yeah, I've been learning a lot more about my own energies in a topping space um you know just like learning all those things you hear all the time about you know you've got to shed the stereotypes and all that sort of stuff and that you have to find your own style and all those sort of cliches that you technically know but yeah just learning them in the real world within my dynamic I have a sticker journal which is like through around um like achievement recognition which is really sweet um yeah and my dom goes out of her way to get really nice stickers off etsy and not just gold stars from coles so it's lovely we have a really good time with it i love that so much i can't even i can't even tell you how much yeah. i love it <laughs> it's so, so beautiful cute. but yeah um, yeah, and we have like milestones and all that sort of stuff with every 10 stickers because they started out really easy to earn and they're getting a lot harder these days. <laughs> <laughs> Got to work for those stickers. All right. Who would like to go next? I think the biggest thing is that I've just had more experience in lots of areas of kink, which is super cool. Um, so I've been able to explore things that have always been like on my wish list. So uh, like I did my first public scene um, at the end of last year, which was amazing. Uh, very, very amazing. I am definitely an exhibitionist. So that was like to have people watching me and like listening to my screams and laughs. It was just oh, so good. Uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Um the other, the probably the biggest thing for me though that has changed is that I've ex have had more experience with kink in a non-sexual setting, uh, which has been really good because I used to think that I wasn't into pain, um, but pain's actually really cool, <laughs> just not with sex. Um, so I've done a few impact scenes now and um, like really, really enjoyed myself. Um, it's just not a sexual thing for me. So it was really cool to have that experience and to be like, oh, this is actually something that's really fun and like a really fun way to connect with people as well. Um, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. I'm I'm going to just 
thrill into this a tiny bit, Kitty. <laughs> what when you when you said how much you love doing public things and being an exhibitionist, can you put words to those feelings? Oh God, um, I have thought about this because I knew you'd probably ask. <laughs> um, I just it just is really like um, it's like a really like fulfilling sort of feeling. It's just like just like a really deep sense of satisfaction. It's like people are watching me and that's really fucking cool and I love that um I'm like that in my general life as well so like I, I sing and I dance and I do all that so when people are watching me, I'm like <laughs> give it to me you know um yeah but it's just like it's just a really yeah really like satisfying feeling it's like yeah I'm good <laughs> hands up if you can uh agree with Kitty about how good it feels to play in public yeah, I thought every pretty much. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was most people in the room. I think. Um, before we move on, Kitty, is there anything else that you wanted to share? I think I just also really love the fact that my response to pain is laughing. <laughs> Very <laughs> I, good. I, I, um, I want to know how many hair colours you've had since the last time we, mm, uh, we interviewed the, you. Well, it does change approximately every two months, so. Okay, that many. So if we work, you do the work backwards, <laughs> we are sporting some fantastic hair color, by the way. So pink and blue, d- pink and blue. It kind of on screen. I don't know if it's the lighting, but it kind of reminds me of those lollies, the columbines, the yeah. you know, the bright, the the shiny yes. blue, yeah. the shiny pink wrappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before my time. Shut up. Who invited you mind. anyway? I don't know what you're talking about. What's changed for you, Rose? Yeah. Uh, what has changed for me? A little bit, not a lot of it. Um, I have learned that some of the fantasies that were in my mind were even better in real life because sometimes you're like, oh, I think I would like that. And sometimes you don't always like it as much as you think you do. Um, but some of my big ones I've been able to delve a little bit more into and they have been super fun and I have loved them even more in real life. You do have to say um, what they are now. <laughs> That's <I'm going>. terrible. <laughs> you can't just leave us hanging like that. They were all great, but I'm not telling you what they are. Going to. Yes, <laughs> love the goss. Yeah. Um, I have now seen my partner with another woman um, and I loved every minute of that experience. Um being a cut queen and just, yeah, it filled my cut queen bucket and I know that that's something that I really like now. I definitely know. I thought I would definitely like it, but I definitely do like it. Um, I had my first experience with a pro-dom and I also loved every minute of that. She was completely glorious. Um, that was a big one for me. Um, I suppose I've learned as the arm again. Um, I've learned that I would like to explore more with women, more than what I realised um, initially as well. Um, and, yeah, just more playing with friends. I've done more play with friends at, in public scenes and stuff like that, which I always love doing. I got to be a little piggy um, and that was fun. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. It sounds like a really good year. I. I also just wanted to ask, did you have some um, homemade, custom-made equipment? There's been a few things, hasn't there? My partner is very good with his hands in a, like a, not in that sense. (laughs) 
Let me let me restart. Um, my partner made some spreader bars. Is that what you're? Yeah, you're referring to. Yeah. So he made some spreader bars, and they're pretty excellent, actually. So he was kind of developing different prototypes, and we found kind of a design that he's happy with, and maybe we'll one day make more to sell. But um, yeah, I think they're up on my my fet page, and yeah, he's a very clever clever little bunny. Um, Yes, very lucky. He also put a suspension point in the ceiling as well. So if I ever sell my house, they'll get a nice surprise. Yeah. Comes with extras. I had my parents stay over at my house the other night and they slept in my bed because I didn't want to put them on the fold out. And my bed has um, nine rings on it. Amazing. Uh, tie points. So I had to like sticky tape them all down and make sure that they weren't going to rattle and so <laughs> no, off. my parents were in my bed. Oh yep. my mum my mum <sighs> that something's up she because I've asked her to make bags in the past bags to my canes head bags and she's like what are what are the bags for and I'm like I don't I don't want to tell you. She's like, I'm not making your creepy, weird sex bags. <laughs> what, else, what did you tell her? Like, what are you putting in I there? I they're canes for impact play. Oh. <laughs> Just onions. <laughs> Go for it, man. The last year. Okay. So I think mine's similar to Kitty's in that just a lot more experience, a lot more consistent experience. So I've kind of really nailed down my style of it's just turning the throwing people around, let's be honest. So it's a lot of grabbing, pushing down, pinning people, pulling them back up, throwing them back down onto the ground again, stuff like that. Like it's really, really physical and that's just kind of become my groove. I've also been forced to acknowledge that I have a bit of sadist in me, which is taking quite a while to develop, but there it is. Um... There are some circumstances where making people go, ow, was fun. <laughs> I know, like, I, I used to be the non-impact person. What What have you added to your kinky collection? Mostly goofy things, like the squeaky hammer and stuff like that, just for gags and bopping people on the head. You've been doing a lot of wrestling, and you don't always win. So where does that fit into this whole scenario? Uh, okay, so there is a story here. So round... Early last year, I went to a friend like, hey, do you want to do a takedown rope bondage sort of scene? Because I saw some other people doing it and it's like, that's cool. I want to do that. So I'll ask someone who will say yes. So she said yes. We eventually got to it and we were like, you know what? This would be more fun if we're both trying to do this. So it turned into a two-way just us trying to take down, throw rope on each other. And about like, the problem is we both know what we're doing, so the rope is completely useless. <laughs> it was like, oh, you're preparing a quick tie. Let me just tighten that. Thanks. Yeah. So we did that. It was great fun. We did it again. About five minutes in, we gave up on the rope and we're just wrestling. And so what happened was she caught the competitive bug and started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. Oh, yeah. And, okay, for reference, she is a powerlifter. She is... She can throw me across the room, but I had like technique and prior martial arts experience and fitness. 
that was going out the window. So I had to start classes as well. <laughs> and basically after the next time we did it, which was months later where we'd both like taken enough classes to sort of know what we're doing a little, we were just like, this is no longer a scene. This is no longer a kink. We're just sparring. Yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah, literally, we just spar at the club like once a month. It's, <laughs> so cool. it's not a scene anymore. We are just going at it. It does look a bit like a death match because you both sweat so much. Oh, yeah. It is. Li- it is. So there is a reason I do that topless because it's just like I can't be bothered ruining a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fun experience. And competitive. I love that you've both taken classes just to be able to keep up with each other. Yeah. It's just, it's pure competition at this point. (laughs) Good motivation to work out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How do you you feel about when you get hurt? Um, Yeah, I've done martial arts for most of my life. Like, it's not a big deal. So it's not, it's not exciting or bothersome. It's just neutral. No, it's just the fact that, you know, someone's going to do better at some point and I've gotten a few taps on her. She's gotten one on me. Um, like it's, I go into everyone thinking this will be the time where I just get tapped like five times and it hasn't happened yet. Are you keeping, a, tel- are you keeping a tally? Like, do you Not know really. No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. We kind of knew into the first one. We'd just be like, someone will tap then like 10 seconds later, we'll just be going back at it. Nice. That's what you think. I reckon. Uh, I reckon this other person's got like a uh, spreadsheet going on with with all the wins <laughs> and losses. And, yeah. <laughs> all right, who's next, Nancy? What has changed? So many things. Um, probably just adding things. I think um, I have started seeing uh, more clients for play. Um, that's where I am saying dominant kink healer. Um, helping people, I guess, have a place to play um, from that perspective of, you know, it's really hard to find the right dom, um, especially in the femdom kind of world. I find I'm talking to a lot of submissives, specifically people who do um, age regression play, to find someone that they trust and can connect with to be able to explore that. And so that's been very fun, getting to kind of learn these different people's um, dreams, I guess, and their wants and where their wants come from has been really interesting. So that's been very fun. Uh, And so because of that, I have made my gym that I have convertible into a sun gym, as I call it. Um, and so <laughs> a lot of the gym equipment, if you didn't, if you, none of you were aware, is quite convertible. A squat rack can become something that is very easy to chain people to. A bench press is a very good tool for folding people in different positions where you can connect them to a lot of different spaces. So that's been very fun. The lighting situation in there is kind of how I do the conversion. Like when it's a gym, obviously it's quite brightly lit. And then I have like installed all of these red lights and stuff. So when it's in done gym mode, it's kind of more red, which was very fun. I have started the Wicked Femme Alliance, which is a group on FetLife, which has just been so much fun. And watching all of these women, all of these different femmes, kind of find their femme to connect with and more of them attending events together has been amazing. I also 
met a femme through there who is a dom as well and her and I had both kind of been searching for a dom that kind of was in the same category as ourselves someone who kind of dommed in a similar way to do like double doming sessions and through the group that I started we met and we've since done a couple of plays together and that is like fantasies ticked off the list like <laughs> just and like everything about it so good like we're the same height in boots we have the same sort of type of fashion the pets that we play with are like the same kind of submissives and we've been like chatting so much about getting the submissives together and doing like more kind of group stuff because we found that the first time we played together we chatted and chatted and chatted about what we were going to do and then once the game sort of started, we kind of got halfway through and like shared this look with each other that was like, we are the same here. We can just go with the flow. And the pet was the same. Like he was just like, yup. And it just became this amazing mummy, daddy, pet situation that just crossed that fantasy off the list and then write a million more fantasies underneath <laughs> to get done there, which is just so fun. Um, I've also gotten into wrestling a little bit. <laughs> so that's been very fun. <laughs> um, wrestling boys and trying to be stronger than them. Very fun. Very motivating for working out. And interestingly, from the wrestling, um, I don't know if anyone else does the BDSM test periodically to see what changes on it. So since i would gotten into the wrestling with this one particular partner of mine, my masochist side has gone from 7% to 27%, which I thought oh, wow. was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he takes a little bit of pride in that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess lots of more meeting people, and especially through the group, the uh, femme group, organizing the meets and then, like, organizing, oh, hey, we really kind of got along there, let's go and have a coffee and sort of, creating more of a, I guess, a web of people um, to discuss kind of different sorts of play with has been really fun. So I'm really looking forward to the second half of the year when I guess, you know, we've kind of all done this talking together and creating little games that we want to do and really trying, I'm sort of saying winter, we'll just cross that out. Like we'll just plan during winter, everyone's a bit more hibernating. And then once the weather starts getting better and everyone's feeling a bit more into it, I'd like to say the second half of the year will be kind of enacting those fantasies that we've all been talking about, which I can't wait. <laughs> it sounds fantastic too. It sounds almost <laughs> like I was imagining when you were talking there about people bringing their, um, you know, pets, their uh, submissive pets along that it sounded like a kinky play group. Like, yes. <laughs> kinky play group in the well, dungeon. Yeah. yeah, put that on the list. Kinky yeah. play group in the dungeon gym. Raise your hand, everybody. Let's come along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to go to the kinky boarding kennels. They actually sound quite appealing. <laughs> yeah, I was just imagining a dog meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Sin. Lucky last. Um, I think the biggest change that I've had since I did the podcast was that I've started working a full-time job um, and I work with women who are experiencing or have experienced family violence. And it sort of just really solidified my like values surrounding like consent and agency. Um, like I always had that feeling of like, you do you queen, like feminism, awesome sort of thing. But I think something I really struggled with when I started was reading all of these like police reports and hearing of their experiences and just being like, the things that they're describing are things that I'm into. 
Mm. Uh, and it was really confronting. And that's something that Nadia spoke about on the podcast as well, um, about this this really weird feeling about, am I into abuse? Um, and I it took me a little bit to come to terms with, no, like what I'm doing is nothing like that. Um, I am consenting to it. I'm doing it because I want to um, with somebody who I trust and is going to um, maintain my safety and treat me well and listen when I say no. Um, and those women are not. And I think it's really improved my confidence in that and my ability to communicate what I want and what I don't want and say no without feeling like I'm being disappointing or any of those people-pleasing submissive thoughts. <laughs> and that's something that has really changed for me and I'm quite proud of, um, just yeah, being able to communicate better. Uh, and, yeah, that's me you are also sporting some wicked hair at the moment do you mm-hmm. want to describe for the people listening what is going on there okay so i'm going to a rave tonight with kitty um and i have had my hair braided into like green and pink and orange things i don't when i was trying to get it done she was like what do you want and i uh, and i had no idea i do not know how to describe whatever this is uh, i don't know I just said, I would like it to glow under a black light, please. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that is what well, occurs. Uh, yeah. oh, this will glow too. Yes, yes, yes. Only the front, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my hair. Yeah. yeah. My, my, memorable, my memorable moment listening back to the last uh, couple of weeks was, I think in a conversation that we had in a little chat group that we started was um, your reflection that you – thought you sounded more nervous talking about clothing at events than you did about painal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, throughout the entire time I've just been listening to myself thinking, oh God, I sound so nervous. And apart from that painal episode, that was like, <laughs> I was so comfortable talking about, <laughs> talking about that, but everything else, I'm just like talking very quickly and quite anxious about it. Uh, and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you sound very articulate and, yeah. and I think you are very thoughtful in what you have to say. I think all of you are, Yeah. you know, when, yeah. when we listen to all the interviews and it was not surprising that when we had, did have Nadia on the show and she was talking about her advice for keeping safe in the scene and a lot of it was were things that, that members of this group had said before time and time again about uh, playing safely, about caring for others, um, and about looking after your Sticking own safety. Yeah. Sticking it all, yeah. So I, one thing I know is that you have done really brave things over the period that I've known you. Like you've got out there and been vulnerable. I, I wish people knew even like the tip of the tip of the iceberg of what you've put yourselves out there and done because it is so cool. You, you probably think now, oh, yeah, that wasn't that bad. But I remember, like I remember all the conversations where you're working stuff out and you're figuring it through and doubting whether you can do stuff or wondering how it's going to be or if it's ever going to come together, you know, all that stuff. One thing that I remember from the episode about giving advice was like everyone was like, you know, make sure someone else knows where you where you are check number plates and I feel like anytime my answers were there I'm just like just be yourself and (laughs) have a moment to like think about what you want to do and what you bring and you know just have great times and you know blah 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 and then the next one was like you know 
you've got this is really dangerous be safe and I'm like la 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 <laughs> but see you we need, need both. yeah you need you need both of those tips mm-hmm. yeah you do need to be yourself and you need to be safe just sit with yourself for a minute and work out what you want to do and have a great time guys bye <laughs> <laughs> Hey, knowing yourself is super important. Like yeah. nobody's going to argue it that. Mm, yeah. It is. Yeah. Launching to yeah. the kinky buffet. Yeah. Now, I've got to say, aftercare surprised us in how much discussion that generated. I think uh, like it's just so important because you are putting yourself in such a vulnerable position. Um, so aftercare is so important because it can like make or break you afterwards. Like, like you're in like incredibly vulnerable positions sometimes and it's just like you need to make sure that you're well looked after otherwise it's gonna like cause a cascade of shit for like however long your brain takes to like sort itself out and if you don't get the right care it's just like not gonna be a good time for potentially days or weeks after or even like you know traumatize you for life like yeah (laughs) so it's just really important yeah and I think also it can sometimes just be like a token buzzword to be like see green flag I'm safe play with me kind of thing Mm. I feel like I see that a lot from people that Mm. in Rose's words red flags from Mm. of like yeah where it's just this token word of like oh yeah and I do aftercare and like yeah "Yeah, sure and I've seen you disappear several times but okay I think it's the way Um, they say like discuss it. it's like yes I do aftercare but it's just like okay what does that mean mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but like and even then you know like it's it's just really important to take into account even when it's with someone you play with all the time like um yeah because sometimes it's not even part of a discussion when it's with someone that you play with forever like heaps of times and then yeah, just out of nowhere, one scene can be like, oh, I think I need more than I usually do for X, Y, Z. If I'm remembering right, I think part of that discussion was a couple of us had had experiences over the last year that, like, changed how we viewed it or, like, we'd had times where it went wrong or felt off or, like, went surprisingly well for different reasons. Like, that's one I found my my answer would have changed too over the last year because just more experience. Like I find that the closer I am with someone, the more I need, which I didn't know beforehand. And also it's like, I've had one or two experiences where finish and they just go off and it's like, uh, hang on, can you at least come back and just do a quick hug or something? This feels kind of bad. High five. Yeah. <laughs> or just something. It's like, yeah, wait, don't just leave. Yeah. Like indicate to me that you enjoyed this. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so I Nancy. think important from that, what um, Sen was saying about when you were talking about uh, the family violence and you thinking, oh my God, I'm into abuse. And I think that's why aftercare is really important because a lot of the spaces that we play in viewed from an outside perspective looks abusive. Yeah. And specifically speaking for myself, a lot of the places that I play in are like emotionally and mentally abusive. And to be able to purge that out and have someone be accepting of that and then come out of that space, I think it's really important to be reminded by both sides of the party that one, you enjoyed it, two, you were accepting and um, caring that somebody was willing to do that for you Mm -hmm. and to just 
you know, give your brain a little cuddle, if not your body, and just remind you that even in that dark shadow that you let out, you were still loved and cared for. Because I think mm. without that, you do walk away like, oh my God, am I just a horrible person? Yeah, That's something that I really have found quite difficult, I guess, is going from being quite inexperienced and the person that I primarily play with, he was also relatively inexperienced and then kind of building on that together to determine what we both need out of it and having an ongoing discussion about like, yeah, like I need you to be accessible to me over the next like day for me to message you and say, hey, I need reassurance that I wasn't weird and that you enjoyed me mm-hmm. and all of these other things. And even that you would like to do this again. Um, okay. But yeah, it's just, it's when that isn't there for whatever reason, it's like, oh, maybe I was too weird. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Did I not react appropriately to you whacking my mm-hmm. butt? Oh God. <laughs> I know that you went down the path of thinking about whether physical touch is something that has to be present in aftercare as well, Zen. Um, yeah, particularly with uh, people that I don't know very well or that I play with irregularly. Like, I don't, like what Man was saying, like, give me a hug or tell me that, <laughs> tell me you enjoyed it sort of thing, which I, I think is really important. I think it's important to, like, offer reassurance and um, positive vibes to the person that you're playing with, of course. But I don't like the concept of, like, cuddling and things like that if I were to just I mean the word just um but like a more casual play I don't want to be sitting next to one being someone being held and like it would feel like restricting to me and almost this obligation of I don't know how long to sit here I don't know what they really want I just kind of want to get up and leave <laughs> like it, and I think that's really important to I guess discuss like the expectation of aftercare for both parties before you get into doing something and that can just be a quick conversation or it can be like an ongoing conversation if you're gonna like organize it before meeting them there or something um but yeah like i don't enjoy the whole aftercare cuddling thing unless it's like with my dom or with like kitty when we've Ready? done things yes of course <laughs> Um, because I just, yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable. It'd be interesting if we check back in with you for a year from now to see whether mm. you still feel the same way or whether that's evolved mm. into something else as well. I think that was a good segue into um, <laughs> playing our uh, – well, when we did do the interviews with you, we asked the question around what were the things that you were excited about back then and where you are now? <laughs> Uh, yes, I am just starting on my switching journey, um, so that I am very excited about. Um, I also have some, I have a little list on my phone of some scenes of one day I would like to create, not even just from a topping perspective, but one day they're, they're, they're on the horizon somewhere. Cut Queen Dynamics. Who wants to fuck my boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, definitely Cut Queen Dynamics. It's quite hard. I feel like it's quite unique, a unique dynamic to kind of find. But, you know, when we find our, our right person, I'm really looking forward to exploring that more. Because most of my play experience has been online, there's stuff that 
I haven't quite been able to do. Like, I'd like to get in a situation with someone where there's enough of a dynamic where we could do, like, subtle scenes that last, say, a whole afternoon because, like, the advantage of, you know, a primarily mental kink that I can do with just, you know, a couple of whispered words is have someone under the effects of something while out in public without it being anything remotely overtly kinky. So I'd like to be in a situation where that's possible. Uh, I'm really, 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 really excited to do some more rope stuff with my partner. I have been wanting to do that for a while, but, you know, busy lives and him working away for a while, we haven't really been able to do that. But he came to um, the uh, rope class with me this week, actually, to learn some basic knots and single columns and double columns. So he's got the basics now. So I'm, I'm really excited to explore that um, with him because I, f- I feel like that's just going to give us like a whole other extra connection that I'm really looking forward to developing. Just more degradation. Um, I've really come to find that that's something I'm really enjoying. Um, and it's not like like my dom knows what to say and what not to say and – I have boundaries and that's awesome and he abides by that and I'm always very like thankful that he's the kind of person that I can trust with that. But just doing things like human furniture is amazing. <laughs> like it feels so good to be used in a way that feels, I guess, yeah, the term is degrading. Um, another example is like vomiting while giving a blowjob. <laughs> it's just like it sounds so disturbing to a lot of people and it's, obviously not what everyone's into but just like that feeling of this person is inflicting this upon me and I'm here and I look pathetic but I'm still so fucking valuable like it's so amazing and I really do look forward to doing more of that oh so many things um I'm currently in chats with uh one of my subs specifically about a Wiccan BDSM game Um, where the dominant party trains the submissive to scourge them in a hypnotic and energy-raising way and to be able to do that in nature or in public is kind of something that I'm very interested in. So scourging is, it's like an old school uh, impact game, I guess, where the weapon is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it wants to hurt you and it wants to cut you, but done correctly in a hypnotic way, it's quite nice. Um, And, you know, the witch that I am, I will have the weapon made by somebody that I know and it will be a kind of a... I mean, a piece that I'll have forever. It's an interesting kind of idea because I have experienced a lot with submissives, this idea of them not wanting to upset or hurt the dominant. And that's a space that I'd really like to play in is finding a submissive who doesn't want to do any of those things and training them how to do it in a hypnotic power raising kind of way. I'm still getting that game going. That's going to happen for my birthday. I'm going to make it happen for my birthday Hooray. as part of my kinky extravaganza. So exciting! Um, I'm working on. <laughs> I'm working on a couple of other weekend games at the moment. Hopefully, um, I would like to do one at the club. And I've been really kind of getting into 
um, the Wiccan BDSM side. And as we know, my masochist side has gone up 20%. So, <laughs> so it'll be, <laughs> be more 20% more fun. Yeah. Good to yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking forward to that. I think um, that'll be amazing. And we've talked, I know we've talked about the other Wiccan kind of BDSM game of chasing subs through the forest. And getting them around a fire and raising power by doing some sort of impact to all of them at the same time, that's going to happen too. We need the weather to get warmer. And then we (laughs) shall chase their cute little butts through the forest and scare the absolute shit out of them. So fun. (laughs) Sounds perfect. Okay, Rose. (laughs) What what did you think? (laughs) Well, (laughs) lots of swearing in there always. <laughs> She's a beautiful swear bear, would, Rose. Yeah, I am a bit of a swear bear. Yeah, I still want to do more of that, more of more of the cut queen stuff. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit niche, so but I have explored it a little bit and love it. So more, right. more, more. <laughs> and what about you, pretty please? I am doing a lot more switching, so that manifested. That was lovely. Still going. Um, I'm doing a lot more regularly than I think I had expected when I was answering that the first time so yeah it doesn't feel like it's become it's a rarity it's it feels especially for my public play it feels quite 50 50 these days which is really nice um and in terms of my uh little kinky to-do list um I swear it's I just checked it then I swear it's like five or six times longer um (laughs) That's and, a sign of a good list. That's a sign of a oh, good Oh, yeah, list. it's great. And some of them are, like, really small. Like, like one was, like, I want to do a scene with space buns because I've been growing my hair out. And I was yes. like, something like that. There's no reason, just because they're so cute. And then, like, one that I ticked off semi-recently, um, I wanted to do a takedown, like, tag game in the park. So that was lovely. I still won somehow um I got taken down but I still won I got to the tree first um yeah it's so much longer but I have actually ticked some stuff off which is it's really nice because sometimes it just feels like you just keep adding stuff to that list and going oh Uh, when's it ever gonna happen it feels like the priorities move all around and then it's just is there anything on that list that's like really big like there are ones where I'm like I have no idea how I'm gonna make this happen like uh, there's ones where I'm like, I'm going to need a set design, a costume department, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I've got some like scene ideas where it's all around the idea of opulence and like jewels and pearls and I don't know. I just like this idea of like treasured stuff. I'm currently adding treasure scene to my list, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, I love the idea of it. And it sounds, Mun, that your experience has delved way beyond the hypno kink space. What I said in that hasn't this hasn't really changed, but it's like currently my focus is more on like in terms of future stuff. It's like on the rope and takedown stuff, and like kind of just improving my skills in a way that makes that more feasible. Like, for instance, how do I put rope on someone that's going to stay in the same spot? after throwing them around for like 10 minutes because like, oh, a hip rope is now in their armpits. This isn't ideal. 
So there's not going to be a set designer or art department as (laughs) Pretty Please was describing, no? Oh, my goodness. Not unless I can get someone else to do it for me. (laughs) Can you imagine if we combined the kind of themes of the people in this group to create a munch, what you would end up with? It would be a hunt down in the forest with, you know. We would be in incredible outfits. Yeah, yeah. Incredible outfits with incredible costume, you know, sort of attention to detail. Space buns, you know, yeah. great, great <laughs> hair. Lot. Yeah. Where everyone fucks my boyfriend. <laughs> 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 Manifesting this right now. I was yeah. trying to think of He's a, a tactful way to say that. <laughs> it is manifesting energy right now, you know. It's like new moon. Like yep. New Moon and Jupiter are around. We are manifesting this as we speak. <laughs> so watch this space for a really freaky yeah. joint game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, Sen, you were squirming a lot as you were listening to Sen, what you I said. I think Sen ended up on the floor while listening <laughs> I think to think he died on camera. Oh, so bad. Um, I was too distracted to hear whether I said I want to be vomiting or I had vomited. Already. No, you want to. I wanted to. Okay. Well, I achieved such a thing uh, <laughs> accidentally the first time. And it's one of those things that when your mouth is full of vomit, how do you communicate that to somebody without being like, you know? And yeah. I'm making hand gestures for those people listening. <laughs> <laughs> because, and he did not understand what I was trying to get at. And when you're in that submissive mindset, you're kind of like, oh God, I wish wish that he would acknowledge that I've just vomited and tell me to go and do something about it. <laughs> so eventually I was like, oh, I need to just get up myself. <laughs> I, can, I can get up myself. Um, so yes, accidental the first time, on purpose the other times. Very great. I very much enjoyed it. Um, it just, it's really nice to share that sort of stuff with somebody and still see them looking at me as though I'm, how did I describe myself? Um, I don't know. Fucking cool. And yeah, I've really enjoyed like exploring more of that stuff. We have a plan for something. Feeling like this sense of like vulnerability and embarrassment, having something done to me and like having my control taken away, I guess, by somebody who I'd trust completely to do this to me and not think I'm weird, which is very nice. So Kitty, Kitty, what did you think about your future plan? Well, it didn't really happen, which, but that's okay um, because we did. I did try to do some ropey stuff with my partner, and he was like enthusiastic to do it for me, but it's not for him. Um, and like learning a skill like how to tie a rope is like quite involved. Uh, so you have been doing some amazing rope, though. There was some photos yeah, so recently like, on rope. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally he'll come with me to um like the skill shares and stuff like that um but I have also been able to um experience other ropey things elsewhere which has been really good because uh that's what I wanted I love I really enjoy being in rope uh it's like my happy place and uh just the restriction um and I found as well particularly like when I'm restrained in rope I uh, I'm so much more tough. I can like impact you guys. I can take so much more if I am restrained. Um, it's just, oh, it's just like a ropey hug. It's so good. Whenever we see photos of you doing rope or anything like that, there's always an attention to detail with the costumes. There's always something going ah, on there. Yes, oh, always. It, yes, you need you need to match your outfit to the rope. You just gotta have perfection mm. in the outfit. It's mm-hmm. just. Yeah. 
I don't even know if it's 95% of my kinks now. It's like maybe 100% and then everything else is just toppings. So I'm like, yeah, that's all great. But it's all yeah, about I the outfits. The same. <laughs> Out- outfits are just everything. I just, ugh, yeah, it just makes everything so much better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really does. It's, I don't have words for it. Mm, uh, mm, when well. With the outfit episodes, episode last week, I was like, oh, could have said so much more. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, actually, we did have a question suggested by Nancy, which was about what cool items you've purchased since you're interviewed. What cool clothes, I think, was the question. What have you bought recently or since we talked? So many things. Most yes. shoes, yes. I'll be honest. Yes. Mostly shoes. Um, yes. yes. I'm very obsessed with shoes. Uh, but also... I mostly don't buy them myself. I get them bought for me. So it's, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I also had my sub made me some more chains uh, for bondage stuff, which is good. But it, my box is so heavy now. It's really hard to carry. <laughs> it's so full of chains. You need a roadie. Yeah. Yes, I do. It's uh, I like when I played with him last night, and I was like carrying it to the room. And I was like, oh my god, my arm. <laughs> um, but wheels. that's a good problem to have. So you know. <laughs> I have a filing cabinet next to my bed, the lockable filing cabinet. <laughs> so it's like all very accessible now. Love that. Love that. So to- and the suitcase was getting too heavy to pull down from up top. Um, oh, well, I've got the drawers under my bed yes. that are that I allocated for the yeah. like, for the sex toy drawer, but like they're pretty much empty because yeah. they're just Scattered. everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> you pull them out for things and then don't put them back. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I because I've got a kinky suitcase as well, so like I put them in there to go play, and then they just stay in there. Or then I like yeah. put this thing over there and this thing you over there. You can't do that with kids around, though. Yeah, true. Yes, true. Right. I, I live with my partner, and that's it. So yeah, yeah. yeah when my when my also, parents I came love out the other sorting night, them. I, don't know. <laughs> one of my- I love sorting them. Sorting them is just like it's like a journey to sexy. <laughs> like unpacking the bag after I've gone to play somewhere and like you know one of my favorite drawers is the drawer that I've like lined in velvet leopard print and like I roll it out and like I sit them all in there really nicely and like sorting if I'm feeling like I'm going to play somewhere and something's happened in the day that's like fucked with my headspace that's what I'll do. I'll like go and like sort all of my toys beautifully and like it's like a little journey back to the sexual energy that I need to to go and play. What about you, Pretty Please? What have you bought recently? Uh, recently, I've also, I've paid for my own boots, unfortunately. I don't have anyone who buys me boots yet. I've bought so many platform boots. Any kink wisdom that you'd like to share before we have to sign off? What about what about just a big thank you to you guys for doing mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. For all these newbies, I know I wish I had something like this when I first started. Probably would have saved me a few hassles. (laughs) (laughs) A few red flags. (laughs) I have actually been so more brave in like asking people, like in this, like being like, hey, I want to do a thing since listening to the podcast as well. It's like, oh, yeah, Yeah. literally just ask them and it's okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've done that a few times and it's like, oh. Cool. We did flag the idea if we had more time to get T-shirts made for everybody with their catchphrase on it. Great idea. Yeah, Rose, I don't, I don't know that we could actually print yours. <laughs> 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 we maybe just do a red flag. That that'd be enough. 
<laughs> and I look like a red flag. Yeah, he's a walking red flag in the flesh. <laughs> Maybe like a no smoking sign, like the the circle with the line in it, and have a red flag in there. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a like good it. one. Yeah. yeah. No, and we would yeah. like to thank you all for being involved uh, in this season. We know it was quite courageous of you to put yourselves out there with it when we sort of said, would you like to be on a podcast? And you're like, I think so. <laughs> sure. And you had no idea really what you're in for. So I'm so glad that I did it because like I think it was relatively new to me when I did it. Um, so it's just really interesting listening back to like what I thought back then and like how things have changed and like how I do things differently. It's just like, oh, I've grown as a person. <laughs> all right. I love listening to all of you as well. That was really Yeah, cool. oh, it's so yeah. good. It's yeah. so really like really cool just listening to different perspectives, mm-hmm. but also how they all sort of interweave and like, yeah, it's just like. Having your weirdness validating is very nice. Yes. Like having yes. someone else validate yeah. your weirdness. Oh, you're like, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just I me. knew I was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our hope really is that it is validating for people who are listening. So if you're out there listening and and, and connecting with some of these stories, but that's that's one of the reasons why we decided to make this in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And I love all the things that you share with us and I just have learned so much that I thought, I want other people to be able to hear this stuff too. People don't have these conversations and they either have miscommunications with people or they don't experience things that they want to experience because they don't know where to start or they don't know how to start the conversation. So mm. I think yeah. it's really good that That's you guys true. have done that. Yeah. yeah, I sent the podcast to um, a friend of mine who I met through a mum's group who had started thinking that she was kinky. And I said, go and listen to this podcast with your partner and they that will start the conversation for you because she was like I don't she was more on the submissive side and was like I don't know how to bring it up because I don't want to sound weird why don't you guys have like a date or whatever and listen just listen to the first episode and it might bring up you know talking points and she found that very helpful and I think that's what's good about it because it's so accessible and it's not like we're not just experts sitting around being experts we're just chatting about things that we like and I think that's really helpful for people specifically like her Um, who had no idea where to start having the conversation. So thank you so much. And we hope to hear your voices sometime in the future. Yeah, we're going to miss hearing them all the time. We're going to miss hearing that regular, yeah, um, those introductions every single time. But um, (laughs) we will find a way to hear your voices at some stage down the track. So um, if you're willing to be involved, we would love to hear you again sometime. And that's a wrap for our season one journey, Kinky Superheroes. A huge thank you again to our kinky companions, without whom this season wouldn't have been possible. And to all our special guests who joined us throughout the season, Harley, Christopher, Miss B, Jimster, Nadia David and Arianette. Thanks also to our behind-the-scenes supporters and, of course, to you, our wonderful listeners. We will be back with season two later in the year. In the meantime, we'd love to chat with you. If you have fresh topics you'd like us to tackle or a question or insight from what you've heard this season and would like to share it, please do so on our Discord server. A link is in the show description. Continue to follow us on Instagram at help I think I'm kinky, one word, to stay up to date with our future episodes. Like and follow on your podcast player so you don't miss an episode and please leave us a glowing review. 
For the last time this season, thanks again for joining us. And remember... Follow your kinky heart. But take your brain with you. Jokes at the end? You can. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you did. Do you have to say that? I don't have any. I don't cheese though. It can be whatever you like. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So ready. Did you hear about the chameleon that couldn't change colour? He had a reptile dysfunction.